0: Just how are the Minnesota Lynx doing it, and what does it all mean? That's what we'll look at, and we'll hear from Cheryl Reeve about it today on Locked On Women's Basketball, which starts now. All Wallen, for the win!
1: You are Locked On Women's Basketball, your daily podcast on women's basketball.
0: Well, hi there, everybody, and welcome to Lockdown Women's Basketball. I'm your host, Howard Magdahl. I want to thank you for making us your first listen every day. You guys keep on breaking records. I think we're going to do it again in August. Over 100,000 listeners every single month, all season long. Make sure if you haven't subscribed, subscribe here on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Of course, it's not just me. It's the entire group. Over at TheNextHoops.com, The Next, where we cover women's basketball 24-7, 365, over 100 reported pieces every month. Every dollar of your subscription money matters for editors, for writers, for photographers doing this work. So go to TheNextHoops.com, $9 a month, $72 a year, subscribe, support the work that we are doing. And we have a story up over at the net. the great Terry Horstman, our Minnesota Lynch beat reporter, talking about the Minnesota Lynch and how they have come together. And it's worth noting the Minnesota Lynch, a team that plenty of people had written off before the season started, are sitting in the sixth spot in the WNBA standings conference wise They'd be in the playoffs today. They are 13 and 13. They have won three straight. And the last two over the New York Liberty at New York and the Connecticut Sun at Connecticut, two teams ahead of them in the standing. So just, we'll get into it. I want to hear what Cheryl Reeve had to say. Got a chance to catch up with her a little bit after Friday night's game. But here in segment one, we're just going to talk about a little bit more exactly how they've done it. And the idea behind this is smoke and mirrors is the wrong phrase to use, right? But there's no clear indicator how they got to 13 and 13 if you go based on just about any metric you can come up with, right? You go by true shooting percentage, they're seventh in the lead. You go by turnover percentage, they're sixth in the lead. So, right about that midpoint. Okay, this is a Cheryl Reeve team that is seventh in the league in rebounding. Those great teams from 2011 right through 2017, without fail, top of the league when it came to that. Offensive rating, they're seventh. Defensive rating, they're 10th. Cheryl even joked about it on Friday night. This is not where they need to be. Defensive rating is something she takes very seriously. So. How are they doing it? There's two parts to this, right? One is they've done it the last two games without Nafisa Collier, which suggests, Cheryl made a joke, you'll hear it, but suggests that they are even better than this when Nafisa Collier, a top 10 WNBA player, comes back. That's how I see it anyway. And the other is you can kind of throw the season stats out the window. They got to 13 and 13 you'd say, all right, well, their Pythagorean win-loss record, thank you, best of all reference as always, is nine and 17. Oh, well, they must not be as good as their record. They'll fade down the stretch. I looked at it a little bit differently. This is a team that managed to scratch and claw its way, forgive the Lynch pun, to 13 and 13. But now... They're doing things they weren't doing early in the season. Terry Horseman talked about this over at The Next, really perceptive way of looking at it. They weren't beating teams ahead of them in the standings. Now they are. They are in good position. No one can take away the 13 wins they've got. So what now? Are they going to be this much better? You bring feedback from an ankle sprain, and suddenly this is a dangerous team come playoff time. That's certainly the way I see it. So let's see what Cheryl has to say. We're going to talk tomorrow about an X factor on the show, and that's Taylor McBride, who needs more attention. So I'm going to give her her own show. But without further ado, I'm Howard McDowell. You're listening to Locked on Women's Basketball. Lockdown Women's Basketball is brought to you by FanDuel. Why don't you take your first swing at betting on Major League Baseball over on FanDuel. You can get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets. That's up to $200. So you bet $20, you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's $200 you can spend betting on everything from the money line to the over-under to who you think is going to hit the first home run. Give meet some players on some new teams, some good opportunities to do that thanks to the MLB trade deadline. All that on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you can get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet on MLB than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Sport. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash on. That's FanDuel.com slash L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N to get up to $200 in bonus bets. FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball.
2: I guess thoughts of, of her at training camp and she and I just shared this with another young player. Um, so much of being successful in the, in the league is believing that you belong. And Dorka believed from, from the very first day in camp, whether she really believed on the inside, I don't know. But she exuded this confidence. In herself she had a emotional maturity I thought was off the charts and um you know it was it was through injury that we you know Dorka got you know huge opportunity and I think she just you know grew in her confidence and you know um it's it's hard I think sometimes offensively when you're trying to figure out what your place is um and, and she's uh we're learning more and more about her I think she's very good off the bounce um highlight of the game was was her um, what we call our 51 action, where she went off the dribble when she went to go DHO with the wing and faked it and went to the basket. That, that just, I think to me, like that moment was the epitome of her confidence. You know, to do that, to kind of call her own number uh, when we had just started, uh, you know, running the play. And and uh, so there was just sometimes there's a you know, a courage to these rookies that you kind of goes a fine line sometimes uh, on that that courage and what I would call. Um, you know, maybe they should think twice about, <laughs> but they're not, they don't cross the line. They don't cross the line. And, and uh, you know, Dorcas Dorcas improvement and and just belief in herself rebounding the ball. I think she's got her 100th defensive rebound in her young, young career. Um, but she was, she was big for us. And I think she had a lot of fun.
0: And, and just in terms of Kayla, I, I remember when she signed for, she talked about the, you know, you know she's, here to win, as opposed to here to, you know, store everyone, which is what she's yeah. been throughout. But obviously knowing you can get that from her, is yeah. capable of a night like this. I know we talked free day you spread it out, you're trying to find, you know, does a lot of different things, but... Yeah. Obviously, that's a big part of it, you know, knowing you can lean on her. Is that a conversation you had beforehand, or is that something where you just know she's going to take that step for you? Well,
2: I mean, game a big part of us, you know, game plan every night in terms of offense and how you can utilize her to create things for other people, uh, get shots for herself. Uh, there were some favorable matchups. Um, you know, she saw some shots go in early. You know, the late shot clock one, you know, that was that was heavily contested and goes in. That's, you know, it's your night. <laughs> And, and obviously they, you know, they had a player that did similar things uh, on, on their side. So from a, from a fan's perspective, that had to be fun, you know, watching you know, the success of, of those two players. Um, but K-Mac is, you know, she'll, she'll repeatedly, you know, she'll, she'll talk about, she wants to win. I mean, to, to help to this extent and to lead um, when that's that tough stretch, when they were, you know, sort of making their way back into the game, you know, it's K-Mac that, that's steadying us and, and directing multiple players. So I appreciate what
0: she's given us. Well, okay. Yep. Um, oh, great, okay. Jess Shepard was a plus research tonight. Yep. Um, you know, obviously she's still working her way back. I assume the miniature restriction was 20. Yep, we today. got right up against it. Yeah. So, you know, so, <laughs> yeah. Just take <think laughs> me through what you see of what she's doing, what she still needs to be doing, and you how know, she to be so impactful, so well, Jeff, <laughs> Jess
2: was a huge part of, Uh, We went down early in the game and and then we made some shots and kind of got back in it. I thought Jess was in there with a group, you know, her and Aixler when they were together that were absolutely battling for rebounds. And and that's what Jess does. You know, Jess is every time she's going to play the game, she's going to stand out in that regard. And um, she had four assists, you know, that um, I think the rest of the stuff, um, you know, I mean, it's not not an easy uh, game to go against, you know, JJ and, and Stewie in terms of length and even solidly with her size uh, so that part of her game will come, but but Jess is—I mean, she just, she just plays with confidence, and and she knows what her role is, what her job is, and um, the rebounding is incredibly valuable.
1: It seemed like early on there were—you um, know—you guys obviously had a very successful first quarter, but it seemed like early on Liberty was getting some books that they yeah. were able to yeah. close. What was the adjustment in terms of pushing them far away from the rims? though will game
2: off? Yeah, I, th- I thought I thought we we just. um you know, probably didn't necessarily coach them up well enough early uh we didn't want to put ourselves in a situation where we were just switching with stewie or with jj that's just not great for team. um and so you know we didn't talk a lot about um we certainly knew that you know you take one two steps and sabrina's going to pitch it out to stewie to three and um the pace that they were doing that with we just we just weren't in the play enough and then we just kind of um we adjusted a little bit just to make sure that we didn't care who was guarding Sue as long as someone was guarding her. And so we, we kind of veered off at times, you know, if we went over a ball screen and we ended up having to go take Sui with it with LA or somebody, we just said go. And and so we were able to get that done and, and eliminate some of the threes. And I, and honestly, I think uh, putting the ball in the hole helped our defense, right? That was, that was a big part because they were playing off of that off of in, in transition. So once we, once we scored a bit, a couple back to back and, you know, next thing you know, it's, um, you know, a game where we were getting a little more set, a little more disciplined in what we were doing. Our bigs, I, I didn't think did a good job early of containing when the guard took off, when Stewie's setting it. You know, when you have players like that, they, you know, Dorka wants to stay home on Stewie and here goes, you know, a guard to the basket. So we just cleaned all that up. And and I thought we were pretty hard to play against. Um you know, maybe Sabrina didn't feel so. Yeah, but, but uh, <laughs> uh, we tried. <laughs> um, I know Diamond obviously
1: uh, got hurt. With, looked like ankle came back. Mm-hmm. What's the situation with uh, them? With
2: yeah, um, I, 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 my understanding it's a, it's a shoulder injury. Um, as you can imagine, you know, we weren't necessarily talking about that in the locker room. We were, you know, we were. I thought her minutes were really good. You know, I felt really bad for her. Um, she was helpful to us, and you know, like I said, in that stretch, um, her and her and Jess. Um, just disappointed for her that you know she had to experience that, especially you know family here and you know in New York. But um, I'm proud of her, and uh, hopefully, hopefully she'll be okay.
1: And then just last one, you, you talked about Diamond before obviously in terms of just yeah 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 Um But you know from the field, not her best night shooting, but sure just for the amount of games she's played in the league, mm-hmm. how advanced is it? To, her, her profession, fashion her, her sort of
2: older able to you know, get to the line stop really yeah. scoring. Like, the yeah, I mean she's learned a lot. Um, she she did force it a fair amount. Um, but, you know, it was taking some some harder harder shots and, and she learns very very quickly. Um, there's been games earlier in the year where you know you force it and the veterans kind of go yeah no it's not gonna happen you know we're we're gonna wait here for you and block your shot. Um, they were digging down on it a little bit, kind of getting their hand on on the ball. Um, but but Diamond right now is playing with a good balance of perimeter shots and, and, and driving. She's learning. Um, when she gets herself in trouble, she's doing more surveying first and then trying to attack. And everybody in the building knows what she's doing. And and so learning a little bit more of a ball movement of just grabbing and going and not surveying uh, gives her a lead uh, playing from ahead on, on her defender um, and playing in transition. And, and just, I mean, Diamond's will I mean, it's, it's it's fun to be around her. Her will to win. I mean, you know, the joy that she plays with is is something that's really contagious. And and uh, she's a tremendous teammate. Um, we talked about this. You know, she listens, and um, you know, she was she was huge for us today. In, in terms of what you're
1: saying about the the, about the survey and the attack, yeah, was that just something that comes with game experience, or have you drilled that many?
2: yeah we we drill as much as we can i mean at this point in the season you know we just had a couple practices and brunson works with her quite a bit and so they watch a ton of film uh and then anytime you get a chance i mean she'll stay after and practice stay after and shoot around and they'll they'll work work on some things um i think there's nothing like doing it in the game and um and she has done it and and i think the you know the washington game she was you know really really persistent of just grabbing and going and sometimes she'll come over and i'll say diamond she'll say i know just go (laughs) so she knows uh, it's just a matter of kind of feeling it in, in, in the in the moments in the game. So she's doing it, and 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 uh, you know we're we're still trying to find ways to generate offense for her that isn't difficult and and so creative. Um, but you know, that's a player that was really helpful to us to you know, to win this game without feet.
1: You're welcome. the zoom. Start with Jack, and then Frank. You can follow. Hey Cheryl, congrats on the win. Um, just for you guys to hold.
2: I think you're muted, a are you muted or are we had to? Uh, can you hear me? Yeah, there you go.
1: Okay. Uh, congrats on the win. Um, for, for you to hold a front court that has, you know, Stewie and JJ to their, their lowest points in the paint total this season um, and, and, you know, perform as well as you did on the offensive glass, just how encouraging is that that
2: for you with, with the front court you had tonight? Given their ability to shoot the three, um, you know, the paint wasn't something we necessarily talked a lot about. Um, but, you know, we, you know, this is a team that, uh, as we watched, you know, the video that Katie prepared for us that, you know, a lot of the teams, they just get so consumed with their player because everyone you're going against is, is a really good player. And so you kind of do the my man defense and we just were really committed to trying to stay five on five, try to guard your player one-on-one intelligent help. And, and I just thought that, you know, if you, if you, if you, you know, kind of go back and watch, I thought our early help when we had to end up switching and they tried to roll us down and Dorka would come over and kick out a player. We just were really assertive in what we were doing. Um, you know, the their pick and roll defense, I thought that's, that's the key with these guys. And uh, Sabrina is so good. Um, you know, th- those are challenges when those guys are screening and rolling or slipping. And I guess we were pretty in tune, you know, to defend the paint. Um, obviously they, you know, they didn't make a bunch of threes. They took, you know, 35. So they did what they, they have been doing. Um, you know 10 is 10 is a, obviously a pretty good number um, but that was probably the difference in the game I thought you know for for the most part we we defended both the three and the um, and the paint
1: and then for you guys this is just simply a performance where everybody kind of took after the tone that Kayla and and Diamond set and also the personality that those two have I mean just being fearless and not backing yeah, out I'm gonna throw Dorka in there too
2: I'm gonna throw Dorka in there because Dorka you know her communication and and you know, talking about what was happening and what she needed her guards to do, and and then Jess and Emily came in, and so yeah, it was contagious. You know that mindset. Um, I think once we got our footing and we made some shots in the first quarter, uh, then then we really kind of, you know, gained gained some confidence, and 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 uh, you know, when when Kayla kind of carried us there and making shots, and um, you know, we, we battled pretty well defensively to to kind of get a little separation, and we just haven't had to, had had to hang on at the end. Thank you.
1: You're
0: welcome. Hello, Yo, Frank. Cheryl, you talked about uh, the big three that Diamond hit there at the end. I mean, that was such a big shot. And then Kayla followed right back up with the big basket. Yeah. And what, just what what impact are the rookies having on Kayla's game out there? What impact is she having on their game? And then just briefly on Diamond, I mean, as she left the game quickly, she was right back in. But uh, how was she doing afterwards?
2: Yeah, I'm sure she's sore. Um, but um, she seemed, she seemed to be OK. Um, I mean McBride's influence uh, as a veteran um, it's been nice to see her embrace the young players you know sometimes you know the the old dogs don't like the puppies you know Mm -hmm. you know they find them annoying and and and, uh K-Mac thinks they're cute um so she plays with them uh she's patient with them and uh uh she gets a kick out of them you know, uh, and some of the stuff that they do, and and, and Diamond in particular, you know. So they, uh, she's just embraced them, and and she gives, you know, and every timeout, every stoppage of play, you know, she's helping them consider the the play calls and why, and and it's not for, for you know the, the play isn't for K Mac often. It's for her to she's trying to set up Diamond, you know, or um, you know for the for the team to be successful. So um, no question that Diamond um, and Dorca. Uh, help, help K-Max game, right? Diamond's ability to go score, to play fast, to play in transition. You got to guard her, her belief in herself, Gets to the foul line. No question that helps uh, Kayla's ability to, 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 get shots. And, um, yeah, I mean, I think leadership-wise, Kayla's had a huge impact on, on Diamond and Dorka. Thanks.
1: You're welcome. I can't. Hey, coach. Hey, hey, coach. Uh, one last question on Diamond. I mean, just you know, the moment you, know, you guys are struggling to score for four minutes, they come back fourteen to nothing. It's a one-point game, and New York's done this sort of thing all year. Yeah. And in her first
2: game in New York, Big Apple, she takes that shot and makes. it. I mean, yeah. it just seems like like a moment that you'll maybe remember, you know, maybe a year from now, maybe a few years from now. Just, just talk about. Seizing that moment. <laughs> well, I think I think for Diamond, she's probably thinking, "Why not? You know, why not take this? I'm open. And, you know, um, you know what's worse could happen, miss again. You know, um, so she just had belief in herself. Like likes the big moment. Um, I think she had a lot of family here, so I think that was really fun for her. Uh, so um, I, I think what stands out to me with Diamond is just she's not afraid to, you know, not afraid of the big moment and just excited. A lot of times rookies can be intimidated by, you know, look at some of the names on that side and you could be intimidated. And, um, you know, the rookies that we had today were excited for the moment, excited to see what they could do. And uh, obviously they both showed that they can, you know, they can play pretty well. Thank you. You're welcome. You
0: so that's all for lockdown women's basketball today. Like I said, tomorrow we will be back with a special Taylor McBride show. Until then, I am Howard McDowell. Wishing all of you a wonderful Tuesday. Welcome to Wallet
1: Come win. You are locked on women's basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball.